0: You are now listening to an all-new episode of Bubble Bath Stories with your hosts, Nikki Trends and Manny Oso. What's going on
1: again? We're like a girl band, (laughs) this thing, because every time we say hello, it's at the same time. (laughs) Welcome back to Bubble Bath Stories, folks. This is Manny Oso. I'm Nikki Trends. And we got a great special guest today. We've actually looked forward to this for a while, ever since our drinking games were going on. Special guest, let the people know who you are.
2: Hey, what's up, world? My name is Tyree Dillahay. Uh, I'm an animation director based in Hollywood, California. You might know me from this little show called Bob's Burgers. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, here I am.
1: Awesome. One of our favorite shows, actually. Uh, probably one of the shows we bonded over to even get together. That's actually a true story. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> yeah, right? No, you'll... You'll, I will let you know the ones that made her cry too later but definitely one of the ones that you did
0: <laughs> I did um, I I was a su- I'm a sucker for the father daughter stories that's is. it Um
1: you did one of the episodes with the um with Hawk and Chick where Yes I did Yes and that's the one that she absolutely fell in love with too Yes I cried It's uh, the father daughter <laughs> thing you know You did a bunch of them a lot of our favorite ones but you're involved with some other stuff, too, including this comic strip that we were taking a look at um, Sneeds by Reed. Sneeds by Reed. <laughs> uh, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I really want people to see it.
2: Yeah. Um, uh, and it, it's totally fine to pronounce it either way you want to Sneeds. Um, but basically it's sneaker plus heads equals sneds. Oh, um, it's something- sneds. <laughs> Something that I started like ten years ago, um, when blogs were very popular. Obviously, this is before Instagram, and um, it was kind of an outlet for me um, to kind of give this love language of comics um, through through sneakers, using sneakers as a muse, and kind of tell these insular stories in the community that we can all bond and laugh over. Yeah, yeah. But, but to give you a little quick blurbus about the misadventures and adventures of two sneakerheads, D and Nacho. Um, D is short for Dwayne and Nacho is short for Ignacio. (laughs) (laughs) uh,
1: Which is true. Yeah,
2: (laughs) yeah, it is. It is. Um, and, and again, it's about their, their adventures and misadventures, um, but also telling the dark and lighter side of consumerism and a hype beast culture. So yeah, that's sneds in a nutshell.
1: That's, we're, uh, we're going to later let people know where they can find that, too. Um, as far as animation directors, though, just because we had a little bit of a talk about it. What as far as your role as an animation director, is that like you're in charge of the whole production of the, of that episode?
2: Yeah, well, right now, currently I'm directing a project over at Sony uh, Pictures Animation. And that process is a lot different than television. But In my experience in 15 plus years in this industry, an animation director is not that different than a live action um, director. It's just that uh, when a a live action director says places people, he actually has physical people. He or she has physical people to place. Whereas uh, animation directors like myself, we have no physical people to place. We have drawings and or digital puppets to place. Um, So yeah, but what I am responsible for is a team of artists um, they could be animators, they could be colorists, background designers, storyboard artists—you name it. And our my sole responsibility is kind of herding all of these people um, to to one shared vision, and that vision being an episode or a movie or any piece of film
1: uh,
2: that that you might enjoy.
0: Awesome. Okay. Well, then that
1: that actually is great to know because some of the questions that we wanted to ask you actually have a lot to do with things that maybe we we were wondering if it even was something you had an effect with. Um, I looked up, a, in looking at the research as far as what you've done, I saw that you did a whole bunch of different genres of cartoons before. I mean, you've done things from Boss Burgers to the Drawn Together movie <laughs> to El Tigre, which was one of my favorite shows, by the way. And you also did Adventure Brothers, but like you have like all these different genres. Is mm-hmm. there a genre you particularly like to go with like more towards children or more towards adult oriented?
2: Um, <clears throat> honestly, I like them all. But if I did have to pick one, I would say adult. Uh, I like more mature storytelling because you can have more fun. Yeah. Um, but when I say more fun, meaning you can have more fun with the stories and the jokes and the characterizations. Uh, when it comes to kids TV or kids projects, I like that, too, because it's something uh, kind of awe inspiring when you create something that a child can react to, you know, um, yeah. seeing, a, seeing a child like full of wonder and awestruck uh, when they see something that you created. And, and responding to it positively. Like, I, I like to elicit that response as as, as much as possible. But again, what, what gets me going is the adult flavor for sure.
1: Definitely. Well,
0: yeah, definitely with Drawing Together the movie, yeah. I'm sure you had a lot of fun
1: doing that. <laughs> were you a fan of Drawing Together before you did the movie? Or was it just you got the job and you're like, let me do this? <laughs>
2: Well, uh, yeah, personally, I was. I did like it a lot. Um, I was doing some storyboard work for it and friends of mine at the studio called Six Point Harness. um, They had won the bid to do the movie and they brought me in particular to storyboard some sequences. Honestly, it's been so many years, but um, it was a I think it was like it was it was like a a take on Disney princesses and Cinderella kind of stuff.
1: The whole so, uh, like real world stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> all yeah.
2: these cartoons yeah. together. What are they going to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that that um, uh, again, it was fun because you were able to take these stories, essentially these fairy tales, and twist them. And I'm I'm all for the subversive humor. Any anytime I can do something subversive, I'm all for it.
0: I mean, they're one of my favorite cartoons, so I can understand. It must yeah. be a lot of fun. Um, Participating.
1: <laughs> you also had a hand in um, Hair Love, right? Uh, when we looked this up, you were a creative consultant for that, which yeah. is if if out there. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Really heartwarming yeah. story. Um, as a creative consultant, though, what was your role with that?
2: Uh, well, number one, I, I got to give a big shout out to um, Karen Tolliver, uh, Matthew Cherry. Uh, Matthew is the creator and director, producer on the project. Karen is a producer um, I was brought in very early on, um, later ended up becoming or kind of falling back to a creative, creative consultant role because I had some other things going on, but creative consulting on that project means that I'm in at uh, the very early stages and I'm part of the process of of shaping the, the story and the look and um certain ideas. So very early on, it was like, you know, what does Zuri look like as a character? Uh, what is the house? What is the artistic, aesthetic feel that we're going for? Um, certain story points. Um, but I'm really proud of that project because literally on day one, um, Karen specifically was said, I want an Oscar out of this. <laughs> put it in the universe. Put it out there. Yeah. Yeah. And to see it happen, literally two years later, actually happened is crazy, like I've never been a part of something like that where somebody's. when it comes to a piece of art, a piece of film, yeah. where somebody said, I want this to happen, and it happened. <laughs> um, uh, at least when it comes to awards, like, uh, again, like a similar situation with Bob's, like there was rumblings in the studio whenever, you know, we had Emmy nominated episodes or something. Everybody mm-hmm. was at those episodes, like, yeah, this is probably- this is, it. This, is it. this is it,
0: this is gonna be it. Yeah. What, so, was it ever it? <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, for me personally, I was nominated twice, um,
0: nice.
2: two years in a row. Um, Bob's, I think they won two Emmys total in all the seasons that have been on. I think it's been, I think it's like a season ten or eleven now. I think I left yeah. at like eight or something.
1: And they're still um, pulling them out too.
2: Oh yeah, now they 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 still will be, and of course this is public news. But they're working on the Bob's Burgers movie as well. So. Wow. Um, I did not know that, That's
0: and I'm excited it. about that. Are
1: Thank you, you. Are you involved in that in anyway?
2: Oh no. Like I said
1: I, <laughs> <laughs> just the together
2: movie. <laughs> no, 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 Bob's, awesome. Yeah, Bob's Burgers, the movie. I mean, that was happening while I was still there. Like I said, this oh, is public wow. So I can still talk about it, but I've been away from Bob's Burgers for the for close to two years now.
1: Yeah. Nice. Okay. Well, with um with the hair love, are you involved in any way with or at least are you hoping for anything for the HBO development that they're doing with it?
2: Oh, I mean, all I hope is that it's a success. Um, uh, that's going to be great. It's still in the Sony family. Like I said, I'm at Sony Pictures Animation right now directing on a project that's in development. Um, Young Love, as it's called in its new iteration, is the project that'll be on HBO Max. Um, again, Karen's involved. Matthew, of, of awesome. course, is involved. Um, but yeah, my I'm tending to my own project and of and good. some other things that I have going on personally. So again, I wish it nothing but success. It's just more wins for Sony overall.
0: Exactly, so. exactly. Um, oh, that's, true. That's, that's,
1: um, no, that's good. That's good. That's good. So right now, uh, I I've been wanting to speak to somebody in the biz about what's been happening with with our culture as far as. Uh, currently, there's a lot of white voices who play black voices and other people of color, and they're starting to step down from their roles. I'm sure you've had the discussion with people before. And it's just something that really I wonder as far as the characters go. Because some of these shows, we've established our our interests and we've invested in their story arcs. And now they're ch- changing the, ca- the character voices. Um, have you had discussions with that about that?
2: On, honestly, I haven't. It, it's a. It's the. Honestly, we've had those discussions way before this movement. It was, you know, certain shows we didn't actually even deem them black characters to begin with because we already knew that they weren't voiced by black characters. Yeah, right. And not only were they not voiced by black characters, but they weren't created by black people. So, yeah. um, certain shows, and like I said, I won't go into names or bashing them, but it's just like. Well, what took you so long? Like, it, it, honestly, I, I, it, it should have never been, <laughs> and it's like the one person, like I said, I will say no names, but we can infer what I'm talking about. So it took you 20 seasons to figure out that this oh, wasn't a good we move. We already know you you're talking about. You. Yeah.
0: So like, it's funny that you bring. Uh, I'll say a It's funny that I, definitely The Simpsons is one of those is one of those shows that I always I I find it. The fact that they're saying, okay, now we're not going to have white voice actors voice these Black characters, but it almost seems to me the Black characters that they have on there don't have a story arc or any development. So it's almost like right. either keep it or or just like, I don't even know, right? right. What do you do? The, those characters, Dr. Right. Hipper, none of those people have story arcs, so what you're saying is kind of meaningless. You're yeah. not really making a step. Right. But for instance, um... We're big fans of Big Mouth and we see that um that Jenny, her, Slate. Jenny Slate plays Missy, who is this mixed girl who's going through puberty and doing all that. Like it makes sense why Jenny would step down because you should have somebody who can connect to the character a little bit more, who is mixed, who has gone to school as a mixed girl who's going through puberty. So that to me makes sense. I'll bet even though that she's like super well-known in the cartoon world and like, you know, very much for her talent. So something like that makes sense to me. But when the Simpsons is like, guys, um, no white people are going to do any of the minorities. Don't worry about it. It's kind of like, first of all, you're on season 30. You guys should have been, can't, like, you should have been oh, gone. Well, right? As a fan, you should have been gone. Bye. Um, <laughs> uh, you don't even get a name for effort because Dr. Hipper, I don't even know, and I don't know about Dr. Hipper's there, there's life. No <laughs> there's no
1: stories. There's no storyline involved. Nobody's ever seen an Officer Lou, the, the one black duck, the cop in Springfield, never had an episode about him. <laughs>
0: Right. We just know he's smarter than his boss. <laughs> yeah, that's all we
1: know, about, right? Um, but with that, um right now, some cartoons are deciding to change. Some cartoons have been uh, have had that issue, and nobody's ever called them out on anything like that. So, I mean, I'm talking about shows like South Park or Family Guy. I mean, these kind of shows seem to get a pass. Like, would you say that there's a reason for that?
2: Well the, well, the only one I personally give a pass to is South Park, because Trey and Matt pretty much voice everything. Right. Yeah, Like, that,
0: yeah.
2: they're the only ones, on, in my opinion, for me, I'm like, oh, leave South Park alone. But
0: <laughs> right. everybody
2: else, you know, like, you know, when you name these other shows, it's just like, I honestly, I think it's just a power dynamic. And nobody, because these things weren't brought to the light, and nobody was... uh. Nobody's voices were loud. Nobody was sitting in the room like, hey, this isn't a good idea. And people were willing to change.
1: It's funny <laughs> you mentioned it, too, because I, I had to look it up. I was wondering as far as token. Um When they came out, when they introduced this character, it was Adrian Beard. I believe he was a, a creative consultant as well. But he was the only black guy working on South Park. And they automatically gave him the role because... Trey Parker, Matt Stone didn't want anybody not black playing token. So it's I mean, interesting that you mentioned it, you know, like those guys, it seems like they were ahead of the curve.
2: They um, honestly no, because, no. okay. Because I mean, it's, it's still a joke. It's called, yeah. token, right?
1: So,
2: <laughs> I mean, it's actually kind of racist when you think about it. But like I said, oh, yeah. uh, I know. <laughs> um, but, but again, Trey and Matt is like, or Matt and Trey, however you want to uh, do the order, I, I expect that from them, but they do it tastefully like it's uh, their their satire is is welcome. You know, yeah. like, even if Token wasn't played by a, a black person, I wouldn't have blinked because it's Trey and Matt.
0: <laughs> do you think that it's easier to get away with more taboo subjects on, on like these adult cartoons than it would be for actual like why is that?
2: Uh, just for that very reason, because they are adult, like if you try to do this stuff, remember, we're talking about subversive humor. If you put there is subversive humor in kids cartoons, oh, but it's yes. very, it's a very slippery slope, you know, right. and, and it's like standards and practices will be all over your ass if you don't get it right. So it's just like it's like you just got to pick a lane. Whereas with the adult stuff, even with the adult stuff, you got to pick a lane. So it's like, OK, well, are we adult or are we? general audience or are we just full kitty like where are we it's like it's the kitty the middle or the extreme it's one of those three lanes and you gotta you you can't live in all spaces you're one of the three
1: right do you think it's getting so like mentioning that i mean me growing up all the cartoons i remember were always about like warriors conquering evil they're about good versus bad they're about um, doing the right thing. So I'm talking about shows like Transformers, shows like Mighty Max, Thundercats. Like these are all about conquering the evil in the world. And now cartoons like Steven Universe, for example, they're more towards like personal <laughs> trauma, more towards going against the, the curve, going against um, the establishment. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like growing up, maybe it's just me, but maybe uh, I feel like those stories that I saw Taught me about good and evil. And mean, now these stories that are coming out are more teaching kids about their internal struggles. Yeah. Do you think this is going to have a major change in society later? Oh, definitely.
2: Look, I, I like to call it like emo cartoons. Um, yeah. <laughs> but there just wasn't space for that stuff early on. And honestly, the reason why there wasn't is because cartoons were actually, okay, well, I'm going to give you a little history lesson. Please. <laughs> Cartoons in the cartoons that you're talking about from that golden era were actually like infomercials for toys. Yeah, you're right. Right. So it's like the toy came first and the cartoon came second.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. Whereas. Yeah. Mighty Max, definitely. You're right. You're absolutely Right? right.
2: So now it's the reverse. It's the cartoon first, then the toy later. And in this case, these days, the toy much, much later. So uh now when it comes to the storytelling, the emo storytelling, yeah, the more internal dialogue, the more internal struggles that the protagonist is going through, um, this is just part of the the new canon, the the contemporary uh version of cartoons, the modern day uh storytelling. And you know, big ups to networks like Cartoon Network and then Nickelodeon, like with Avatar and A Legend of Korra and stuff yes. like that, like to tell more material. <laughs> Um, story that adults and 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 young teens can get into That's
1: awesome Okay, no, that is awesome because um, you know now I'm going back watching some of these kids shows and I'm like man This is pretty complex stuff. They're talking about here Because growing up the most complex thing was one of the bad guys was with the good guys and but we never knew why it was just like (laughs) okay He's just there because the bad guy wants to be a good guy now. But we never learn about his past or anything. Now these stories, we're learning about their past. Yeah. learning that good and evil isn't exactly good and evil. Um, with that being said, though, um, do you think, um, like, this is definitely going to keep changing and changing because you're doing your animation and you're doing more about, like, with um, trauma, that's what happened with the uh, hair love because it was about cancer at the end. Do you think it, it's going to continue to get more complex with for children? Yeah, no,
2: totally. Because remember, we didn't grow up with YouTube when we were yeah. little. You know, um, they, we didn't have the internet in some cases. These kids, they were born with this stuff, so they're smarter. Honestly, they're they're smarter, a lot more sophisticated than we That's were right. at their age. So they they require um, content that'll challenge uh, them mentally right now so and and what better way to do it honestly than to go beyond the mental but to get to the more internal the more heartfelt stories hit people emotionally um, because that that that's what you want at the end of the day if you can get heart humor and a uh, family together and then you you've hit the triad like the trifecta when it comes to making a hit product
1: gotcha Okay, shit. well, listen, this was fun. We got one thing we love to do with our guests, and we mm-hmm. call it a little lightning round, and all <laughs> we want is your first reaction for a few of, of these cartoons that we love, and we just want to know what you think. Ready?
2: Wait, first real quick. Wait, real quick, real quick. When you say quick reaction, like, is this a one- or two-word thing? Is this a full- Yeah,
0: one word just, like, off the top of your head. Yeah.
2: Hmm. Okay. We got
0: some good ones, yeah. so... I
1: hope
2: you're
0: ready. First one, <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Corny. <laughs> oh, wait. You are the first adult man I've ever met who's, like, not into Dragon Ball Z. Interesting. Next one.
1: Not
2: line. at all. Okay. <laughs> hated it. Hated it.
1: Hulu's new show, Solar Opposites. I haven't seen that one. No. Oh, okay, oh, okay. I think we might put
0: something more on your list. You see what we did there?
1: Bojack Horseman. Funny. We like Bojack. I, li- I like that answer. Legend of Korra.
2: Oh, uh cinematic.
1: Oh. Definitely. I gotta watch that. <laughs> Fairly odd parents.
2: Childhood.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ah,
0: yes. It made me want fairy godparents.
1: <laughs> How about Arthur?
2: Stale. <gasps> I love so much from Arthur.
0: What is it? Because of the fist meme? Is that why? Because everybody is it the
2: fist meme? I, I, <laughs> no. Like when I when Arthur, I remember very vividly when it came out. Arthur was just it wasn't that great. For me, like no? it, it is
0: a PBS cartoon. Yeah. So. It,
2: like I, I was way older. This is like Arthur. Oh,
0: okay. I wasn't. It. I it was. I guess
2: Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it's like that shit's kitty. Like that was kitty for me.
1: <laughs> hey, they dealt with some real issues on that show.
2: No, I mean, I, I get it, but like for me, I'm like, I'm not watching Arthur. Like, <laughs> what, do you, what do you think of King of the Hill? Um, two things: <laughs> uh, uh, ugly but real.
0: Yes. Oh, yes. The characters were never attractive.
2: Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I hated the drawings, but they dealt with some real stuff. Like, his
0: no booty, his no booty, what was it called? uh, No
1: acetone or something? No acetone or something? All right, let's see if you remember this one, Hysteria. Hysteria. You got to check that out. That's something you should YouTube. You should definitely YouTube that. Let me
0: tell you something, and I told Manny this, I became really interested in history because of that show. Um, hmm. I think it was from the people who made Animaniacs who created that show. And I
1: learned a lot. It was basically schoolhouse rock, but a little edgier. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Check it out. It Ooh, look, look at us giving you new stuff to check out. What did you think of Rocket Power?
2: Uh, I had a love-hate relationship with Rocket Power.
0: <laughs> wait, I need to know. Okay, wait, I need to know why.
2: <laughs> <laughs> again, again, it was ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Um look, I know it well. Klasky Chupo. Um they made <laughs> they they you know the house that Nickelodeon built essentially, or the the studio that built Nickelodeon, Klasky Chupo, very you know, Wild Thornberries, Rugrats,
0: right.
2: Rocket Power, they made all of those shows. Klasky Chupo did for Nickelodeon. Um, but again, I I it was it was ugly. Um but I like but I love the idea of this this group of multiracial kids. Uh, skateboarding, like uh, that, was one of the, the very early cartoons that actually had diverse cast. Yeah. So I, I appreciate that.
1: Okay, here's another one for you. Then, Kids Next Door.
2: Uh, I love that show. I love that show.
1: I um, love actually, when they started making actual story arcs and everything. Oh yeah, different.
2: of course. Yeah, no, of course. Like it, did got, you, it definitely. Did, got, did you
0: guys like prompt. pretend to be? Did you guys pretend to be spies? Of course. No, he's not agreeing. All right. It was
1: just you. I did. I always pretend to be a spy. Uh, Futurama.
2: Futurama. Futurama was was cool. It's it's like the more, it was the more mature version of the the Simpsons to me.
0: Okay. Oh, wow. I didn't even even correlate
1: this. And our
2: last one, Clone High. Clone High. Eh, it was all right. Yeah.
0: It only lasted a season. We okay. So there's a lot of cartoons that are coming, like Beavis and Butthead. For some reason, they think it's a good idea to bring back. Is there a cartoon that you're like, if anybody should be coming back, it should be this show?
2: You know, that's a tough one. Well, I mean, already number one, they're bringing back the Boondocks, so that's good. Yeah. Uh, oh, and actually, this will be a recent cartoon, but I think they should they should have continued it. Is uh um Tron Uprising Okay well, I
1: don't know they had that on Netflix
2: right Uh it was a Disney show actually yeah. it's, it's the most beautiful cartoon when I say when I, when I say cartoon I should more say, when I, beautiful piece of american animated film in uh, t- on television in years decades okay. probably Interesting gotta okay, check that out
0: Definitely. Wait you did have a We know that you're a sneakerhead, and we were, uh, Manny decided to tell me the story, and he feels I overreacted. So we thought we would ask a sneakerhead to see what the take is. Go ahead, tell him the story.
1: So I was never a huge sneakerhead myself. I can appreciate a good pair of shoes for what they look like. I can definitely appreciate why somebody would um, collect shoes as well. Like, I, I get it. I was never into it, you know. I was more into durability and practicality. You know, my, my Chucks last me forever. And so when I bought my first pair of Jordans, totally got sold on this, by the way, because the girl was like, You should buy this shirt. It'll match it. These are special edition. They're not making these green and red ones anymore. They were flights, right? And so <laughs> I'm wearing those. The first time I start wearing them a lot is when I first moved to New York and it started snowing because I mm-hmm. didn't have snowshoes. So <laughs> embarrassed. First I'm so sorry. I'm so
0: embarrassed. So sorry.
1: And like I said, I wasn't much of a sneakerhead, so I didn't get a lot of the stuff. I didn't know why they needed a strap on there. And so I cut the strap off, because it kept hitting my ankle. (laughs) If
0: you want to end this interview right here, we won't blame you.
1: (laughs) And then when people started asking me why I was playing basketball in them, I would tell them, because they're basketball shoes. (laughs) That's my one Jordan story.
2: (laughs) Wow. Hey, look, we all can't be able um, <laughs> we're, all, we're all we're all
0: he, not he, he's at a loss for it he cut the strap though Like <laughs> anyone knows you don't cut the strap like either you know don't buy it or, but he cut
1: this. strap every time I would walk it would hit my ankle so I was like what do I need this strap for I'm not strapping them on
0: <laughs> I felt like he had to share the story with you I just I love I, it.
1: I, what was your first, first pair of Jordans
2: the first pair was a pair of threes
1: Mr. Pair 3. Okay. You don't even know that he
0: has no idea. <laughs> he has no idea. Well, we know you're a busy man. Thank you so much for joining us. Definitely. Um definitely Thank please them. let the people know where they can find Sneeds by Reed. Sneds. 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 by Reed.
2: Either one is fine. It's
0: I'm not yeah. a singer either, but I know not to cut the strap off the Jordans. <laughs> um, please, please let the people know where they can find you.
2: Yeah. Uh, Sneds, just like heads, but with an S-N in the beginning, by Re um, on Instagram and Twitter. That's where you'll find me. Uh, I actually might even be changing that name soon, but I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm going through some artist stuff and quarantine is making me crazy. So,
1: who know, <laughs> right. all of us, man.
0: Uh, and you guys can find out what we're up to. You can find us at Bubble Bass Series at Facebook and Instagram. And you can find me at Nikki Trends on Instagram.
1: And I'm at got no time for this.
0: And thank you again so much for joining us. And to all you lovely duckies out there, we will see you next week.
1: Thanks. Bye.
0: Bye.